Okay, everyone. So, welcome to the first and official episode of Blood, Sweat, and Tone with your homie, Luis Munoz, a.k.a. Modern Guitar Tech, and my other homie that you can't see because he's behind the camera, but he's running the board, Chris. Chris, I forgot your last name. Nicola! <laughs> Dope guitar player, went to Berkeley. He likes to show off a lot, but I'm pretty sure you'll be seeing him in uh, future episodes. But uh, anyways, I wanted to kind of just talk to you guys about what this podcast is about. And uh, yeah, and what um, we're just going to have fun with it. You know, I have no, I have no expectation of it i'm not the next joe rogan or any of this other shit that i feel like everyone's always kind of trying to do i just think it'd be a fun way to talk to you guys and interview some of my favorite clients and people that i've met throughout the years and built great relationships with them and every time i'm talking to them when they're here in the shop or wherever i'm at i'm like man you have so much advice that i wish people just would list hear this you know Anything from like how to get endorsements to how to get signed, if that's even a thing, because it's not, but just advice on, you know, just if you're on the right directory or if you should just go back home, things like that. Tone wise, you know, like how certain people have the same pedal on their board and they don't even know about it because it's two different brands, but it's doing the same thing to why amps are cool and yada 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 that's the point but in doing so the blood stands for the work and effort that no actually i fucked that up the blood stands for the sacrifice the sweat stands for the work and then the tone stands for obviously the tone you know like why does this person sound so good so those are the three things that i feel that we're going to be focusing on and yeah hopefully you guys will enjoy it and uh yeah be patient with us because i'm pretty sure we're gonna have some uh bumps <laughs> along the road in the first ones and then we're gonna be experts and then we're all gonna be driving ferraris because we already said that and um yeah, so stay tuned for that, and uh, yeah, holla at your boy. Thanks, y'all. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. All right, everyone, so welcome to my first episode, official episode. Uh, my name is Luis Munoz. Some people know me as Modern Guitar Tech. That's the name that I picked, and, and I'm sticking to it. Because I already printed shirts. So it is what it is. But I thought that the first episode would be fun to answer some questions that you guys have. Because I feel like every few weeks or every few months, I'll always get the same questions asked in some form or whatever. You know, and it's always like, how did you get into this? Any advice to get into it? And yada, yada, yada. Um, so I figured, you know what, let's, uh, let's answer some questions and then just hopefully this will kind of clear the waves and kind of maybe actually help some people. 
So I asked uh, my homies on Instagram to submit some questions. I said that I was going to pick the top 10, but there's uh, a lot. There's a few funny ones. And uh, I'll just kind of go through them like live and then whatever. We'll we'll see which ones make the cut. Uh, hopefully, they probably all will. Like, but yeah. So y'all ready? Drum roll. Thrrr. Boom, son. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're also drinking whiskey. Me and my homie Chris. Um... So if you uh, know of a whiskey company that uh, wants to endorse us, holla at your boy, son. Okay, all right, let's 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 get to it. Digging around too much. Okay, so the big question that I always do get, again, this is the big one. I think this was the one thing that I was just like, okay, maybe I should address it once and for all, as opposed to like replying to everyone individually, is um, like any tips... So, let me see. Gus underscore McKenzie is asking, any tips on getting into being a touring tech? All right. So, yes. And this is the difference between being a touring tech and then being a just like a luthier at home. You have your own shop, guitar tech. Not that you can't do both like me um, or a lot of other people. But there are certain things you could probably do that maybe could help you go down that path um, a lot quicker and faster. So I started wanting to start in that direction. But like anything else, nobody wants to hire you without any experience. Even though I went to school for this shit, I went to GCA um, in MI or in Hollywood. It's, it's closed now. The one in Nashville, I think, is still open. There's a few luthier schools out there that they're probably great. Um, you don't necessarily need school, especially now with like YouTube and Instagram and all this stuff. I like I don't I don't really that wasn't really a thing. But um school does help in kind of like learning the basics of things. And after that, I would recommend Get involved with bands, like every band that you can possibly think. Mind you, I should preface this whole conversation with um, it's a weird time because of the whole COVID thing. And, and you know, like today is May 1st, 2021. Maybe you'll see this a year from now or two years from now if we're still around. Um, touring isn't a thing right now yet. But even myself, like I'm getting emails to um, like get, you know, people are offering to go on the road, you know, like as early as July. I don't know if it's going to come through or if it'll fall through. Anyways, I don't know where things are going to be in the industry, but let's just pretend that everything is just back to normal starting September or, or 2022. Right now, if I wasn't into it, what I would do, I would start hitting up bands locally because no one's touring. No one's really doing anything. So I'd be like, start that relationship with them, especially with bands that are, uh, you know, going to go on tour. Um, 
I would say maybe start there and then just start offering to, to work for them. Now, I know that, like, it kind of sucks because I know you're trying to start at, like, I want to go on tour with Guns N' Roses or whatever. It's like, dude, it's, it's going to be a while before you go to, to get to that level. Like, a lot of those bands have, like, crews that have been working with them for years. And it's really hard. Not saying it's impossible. But it's hard. But there's a lot of other bands that always need help. You know? And also, dude, offer to work. Like, I, I've talked to guys that are like, yeah, I started as like a stagehand. And it's like, dude, you're, you're just constantly always there. Um, you're just in in that world, in, in that atmosphere, I feel. So... Yeah, I think that kind of helps. I hope it does. And if I have to summarize what I just said, um, all that word vomit is just get involved with bands. That's it. Even it's, it, you know, it can't be a monetary thing. Just just get involved with bands to some capacity. And then it'll just kind of happen naturally, I think. The next question comes from Warboy underscore Fred. What makes modern guitar tech a chingon tone? Elaborate, please. I think that's my way of telling people that I am going to meticulously go through your instrument and make sure that it plays to the best of its ability. Most people usually set up their instruments to manufacture specs. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But... If you want a really fucking badass and chingon, then you know you gotta you gotta bring it over here, son. <laughs> so that's what it is. Hopefully that makes sense. The next question. Let's let's just keep going. Um, there's some funny ones in here, and there's some really racist ones in here too, y'all. Uh, and there's then there's some really silly ones. But let's see. Who is your favorite lefty guitarist? Says, Nicolas Emilio, it's you, Nick. How big of a dick is too big? Asking for a friend. I don't know, but I know that it's actually a thing, I would say. <laughs> uh, here's a good one. By Stalman Guitars, my buddy Nate Wood. I don't even know if that's his real last name. I have my doubts, but it's a good one, though. Um... He says, which oopsie in business has taught you slash influenced you the most? I think fucking up in general. Like, from my first time that I fucked up and literally lost sleep over because I could tell that the client wasn't happy with me to forgetting to put something back into a case like a strap or a tuner and then the client leaving and then me just feeling terrible and just eating my insides like you're human you're going to mess up and it's okay repair wise there's certain especially 
you know, and I, I guarantee you it's still going to happen. Like, I'm not an expert at, 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 like, yet. Like, I don't know if I'll ever be. I feel like I'm always constantly learning. Um, But, yeah, I think that, like, understanding that it's just part of the process, that messing up and, and owning up to it, you know, is, is probably the best thing that you could do. And also, it has allowed me and freed me from, like, yeah, not considering myself an expert. And it's like, dude, if there's something that comes into my shop that I'm like, I don't know if I'm the right person for this. Like, I'll tell the client. And if it's something that I know that I'm like, dude, I have never done this. I don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't have a problem admitting that as well anymore. And, um, yeah, it's cool. It's a good place to be in. Does, I hope that maybe answers the question, Nate. How about you? When is the next Tone Cartel drop? I like how everything's a drop now. It's like companies have drops, not releases. I dig it, though. I'm, I can get behind that. I'm looking at my producer over here. Sorry. Um, Soon, but it's already sold. So after that one, hopefully soon. <laughs> I'm building a wood shop next door. And hopefully that'll um, move things along quicker. So stay tuned. I do have some cool, cool ideas in a book. And then they're going to come to fruition this year for sure. So I'll let everybody know. And honestly, like just everyone that's been supporting me with uh, the guitar builds is, man, I love you guys. It's for real. Okay. I think I just answered this question, but let me see if I can elaborate on it. Gerard... Taylor, Taylor Roz, Taylor Roz, man, I, I am sorry, not good at reading you guys' names. They are asking, what do you do when it may be time to walk away from a repair that isn't going well? All right, um, I'm going to try and be quick with this one because I, I can spend a whole fucking podcast talking about this one. If is if it is because you are tired and you're not focused and you're exhausted and you have so much stuff going on, walk away from it. Put it away. Walk away from it. Explain to the client, hey, uh, I, I just give me a few extra days and then just walk away from it. If it is beca- because I've been in situations like that where I just get so frustrated and fatigued and I'm so stubborn Sometimes it works in my benefit and sometimes it doesn't that I just want to finish it. It's like I can't go home until this thing gets solved. And you get tunnel vision and sometimes I mean not that is the worst situation to be in because you're missing everything. So I have gotten a lot better where like I get those points where I'm like I shit. I I I can't figure this out. I tell myself, "Okay, is it because I don't know? Because if you don't know, it's simple. Go ask somebody that maybe does or tell the client and be honest. Hey, this is something. This came up. I'm not sure if I am the right person for this, but I can help you finding the right person. That's where relationships become so important where, you know, like uh, having a good relationship with maybe an older luthier around town that is a bit more experienced. Like, I don't see these other guys around L.A. as competition. I really don't. 
Um, I'd like to think that I have a good relationship with them. I'm not trying to take their clients. It's like I do my thing, they do their thing. Um, and maybe not so much as, but like now, but like in the beginning when I first started, like there were a few that I would able, you know, I was able to reach out to and be like, hey man, like can I get advice on this? And the cool thing about Instagram is now that's like worldwide. Like there's guys that I follow that I'm like, man, that dude is dope. Or not just dudes. I keep saying dudes. Like there's a lot of females out there kicking ass, man. And it's cool. It's cool to see, but it's just, it's like the resources that are out there, just use them, you know? And I think the big thing, like I said, it's, it is that it's like a lot of times it's just, it's not a skill thing. It's just knowing that you're tired, you're fatigued. That's it. Drop it and move on. Go for a walk or just call it the day. Go for a hike, clear your mind, you know, but that's my advice in those situations. Hopefully that helps. Who is your inspiration? Uh, too many, but as far as like the building stuff goes, um, Leo Fender, the dude, the main dude, man. What the fact that that guitar, and I know everyone's gonna be like, oh, he stole this idea from that, and and Paul Bigsby, and then whatever. Look, I get it. I think everybody back then was like borrowing from everybody. Um, but his design. Like that tele design is literally the DNA to every single guitar that we will forever see. And the fact that it happened in our century is wild. That dude was alive, you know, like not that long ago. And this man created all this stuff. I, man, I, I love him. I know I'm probably going to get some some hate for that. Like Les Paul too, but dude, Leo, that dude changed the game. He's a big one. Another big one is Dan Earlwine. Some of the things that like that dude is the goat when it comes to like the repair world. And he seems funny. He seems like he's a cool hang. I'd love to meet him someday. And uh, you know, there's there's plenty out there. There's like some new guys that that I um I look up to. I keep saying guys. There's some dope females out there too that I, I just started following and I'm like man it's just cool to see you know so I don't know too many playing wise musician wise too many as well um hopefully that answers that question and that was by bc underscore rich 88 um quick little side note he's the one that won that uh tone cartel raffle a few months ago so thanks buddy let me see. Somebody asked, do you think breast milk is vegan? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I did buy this thing called Not Milk uh, at Whole Foods, and it wasn't cheap. And it was disgusting. So, fuck them. I like regular milk. Sorry, vegan buddies. Telly or Strat? Telly. Where did you get that jacket? I think they're referring to the picture. Uh, I H&M, I think. Or Zara. Many, many years ago. Would you rather do fretwork or sanding? Fretwork. Fuck sanding. Hola desde España. ¿Qué tal es trabajar con LP? In translated in English is, 
hey, from Spain, like, how is it working with LP? She's phenomenal. She's dope. She's fun. The band is fun. It's hard to even call it work. We do work, but it's cool. I, I have such a good time with them, and uh, she's amazing. And every time I hear them play, you know, stage right is it's a pleasure, man. Like, I love those dudes, and I love her, and that's cool. Ah, oh, this is a good question. Okay. Herman Stromberg. Herman Stromberg. I think that's his name or their name or her name, whatever. What does the future of guitar look like? All right. This is, I think, uh, fuck my two cents. Take it as however you want. I think that the future of guitar is actually, I don't know if you can say this bad. Not bad, that's not the right word. Hard. In the sense that, like, you see everything happening now with, like, climate change and, and all these, like, you know, like, political movements and no opinion on it. I'm just saying that it's going to get really hard for companies to source good wood. I'm emphasizing good wood. So I think you're going to start to see a lot of like reclaimed wood guitars. Um, a lot of companies, you already see Fender using Palfero as opposed to Rosewood. Ebony is becoming hard, harder to get. It's just going to get harder. You're going to start to see a lot of, I think, um, um, you know, plastic molding, um, just other things. I, I've, it like I I that's just, I don't know I mean it's, I guess it's sub, I don't know how you would take that as it's like but I think the evolution of it it's gonna have to go down that path like I don't think we have a choice anymore like that's it you know some people will maybe not agree with that but that's where in my two cents I think that's where we're going to go a lot less wood in guitars believe it or not. Roars Guitars. I think he's in San Diego. Sorry, buddy, if I mispronounce your name. What's one thing guitar companies consistently do wrong? Uh, depending, I think the smaller companies are doing it right in the sense that they're getting young blood and promoting them and... and getting involved within the community, like the guitar community and stuff like that. I think big companies, they're doing it wrong, all of them. And the fact that they still rely so much on like, here's the dude that used to play for Whitesnake and he's going to do some riffs and yeah, you want to learn how to play Sweet Child of Mine again? And I don't know, just outdated like, not that there's anything wrong with that. If you dig all that stuff, good for you. Amazing. But if you want to interest, like, a younger generation into playing guitar, I think you got to adapt a little bit more. And I, I do see younger companies doing that out of necessity. I know that that's what it is right now. But I think in the long run, they're going to benefit more. Like, Kiesel's probably the best example, I feel, in my book, like, like all those dudes, I've every time there's like some new artist that he signed, it's like 
I've never heard of their band, and then I check them out, and it's like, oh, yeah, that, that dude can play, and and they're cool, and they got a cool vibe and everything, you know, where I feel like, I don't know, especially Gibson. I love, I love Gibson. I love Les Pauls, but I think they focus a little too much on, like, the old, you know, historic, classic, which, again, it's great. Nothing against that, but I don't know how much longer you'll be able to hold on to that. Maybe that, I guess, focus of um, of attention, I guess, if that makes any sense. Let's end on this one. The, oh my God, you guys, is your names. <laughs> the Renaissance, no, that's me. That's that's my fucking dyslexia. That's a, that's a regular ass name. It's just my dyslexia. The Renaissance Alchemist asks, at what point were you able to become a luthier full-time Instead of as a side gig, I would pro if I had to pick a date, I can, it, I'm almost at my anniversary actually is like around May of 2015. I decided to quit my full-time job at Guitar Center and then just go on my own. I was one of the first repair person at Guitar Center before it turned into the whole GC garage thing. And it was cool because I think there was like only four of us in the, in the whole like nationwide chain. And they let us kind of run it like our own business. So I loved it back then. It was like cool. Like I, you know, like this is fun. Like it feels like it's my own business. And, um, but you know, it being a corporate gig, you know, like they started trying to homogenize it and get a tech at every store, which, you know, I get. But, you know, the then they, you know, then they started, it's a corporate gig, you know, and then it's just like, there's no ifs or buts about it. It's, that's what it was. And then I really started to realize it. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I, I cannot stand this, like. Like, this is just not for me anymore. So, at some point, I was like, man, fuck it. Okay, you know, I, I still put in a few years. I just, the changes kept coming. And I was like, all right, dude, it's it's on you. You gotta, you gotta just take that leap. So, I said, fuck it. I took that leap. I started doing setups out of my little apartment studio in Hollywood. And it just worked. You know, and I I feel like I understood that it's like I'm in it for the long run. There's no shortcuts. So I just started seeing it that. It's like, fuck it. I have five clients. I'm going to give these five clients the best work, the best experience that they have ever had. Anytime someone would come over, dude, I had a pot of coffee. I had cold water. I made sure they had parking. Dude, I went above and beyond to always try and accommodate all my clients. And then out of those five, one stuck around and just so happened to be the right guy. And he's like, dude, I have so many friends. And then he started promoting me and he started bringing more work. And then you just capitalize on that and such and such. And you just keep going. And it just it just takes a long time. Like people don't see that. People are never, people are only going to see this. Like my shop when they come in, it's fucking badass and everything, but 
my God, the amount of work and sacrifices that I've had to do to just get here, it is insane. So it's like, I know this is a long-winded answer, but there's no easy answer, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's like, if you have some regular job, like you work at Denny's or, fuck, that sucks. If you work at Denny's, I love Denny's though, I'm talking shit. Uh, if you work at whatever job, but you're trying to do this, like, just do it. Do it as much as you can. If you can only do the weekends, do the weekends. Like, if you can only do it one day, just do one day. Like, and then capitalize on that. Like, always just look for more territory. Just, even if it's in inches. Like, just show up. That's the big thing. People throw in the towel because they're like, they're comparing themselves to me now. It's like, dude, you're comparing your first month to like my 12 years of doing this like that sucks don't do that just like I would not compare my 12 years to Dan Irwin's 40 50 plus years it's like it's not fair it's just that's it I guess that's that's again long-winded answer but I I don't know at some point I just kind of started looking around and was like oh I guess this is what I do full-time and and it's cool, you know, but I think it's just that. It's like, don't romanticize it. Like, if you're already doing it, you're already doing it. Don't see it as a part-time thing. You're doing it already. You're just not doing enough of it. But there will be a time where it's like, if you're good, your work, obviously, that's the main thing, is great. Everything else will just follow. It's literally that simple. It just takes a long fucking time. And people are, you know, we live in this like immediate gratification like society now that they just want, want, want everything now. And it's like, dude, it does, just does not work that way. And I'm excited to where I'm going to be in 15 years. But I'm not like rushing right now to get there. Like I want to take my time and it's been great to go back to the last few questions of like learning. Like, dude, I get excited when like I learn a new something like, you know, like, I don't know. That's it. A long-winded answer. But I, I think you guys are trying to, I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say. It just takes a long time. And if you're already doing it, you're already doing it. Don't see it as a part-time thing. Just just keep going. My advice. Anyways, there all there's a whole bunch of other questions, but they're all sex related or <laughs> a lot of racist shit, which I'm whatever. I'm cool. Uh I got thick ass skin. I love y'all. I know you guys just mean love and y'all are kidding around. There was one that I was kind of like, wait, is this is this person actually kidding? But whatever, it's all love. I love you guys. And yeah, hopefully you guys will enjoy this this podcast thing. This was just me rambling, drinking some whiskey with my buddy Chris. And um, yeah, the uh, the ones that are coming up, you know, I'll be talking to to guys that are great session players. Like, you know, play, play for Beyonce, Pink, everyone, whatever. You know, it's like some hopefully maybe famous actors you know, if I can convince him to be here in my little, my little shindig, but you know, everything talk about shit. I was even talking about my tax guy yesterday. It's like, dude, you want to come on the podcast and tell musicians how they're fucking up their taxes? Cause you are. 
And, uh, you know, that's it. But, and if you guys have suggestions for me and Chris, uh, shoot them over to uh, mgtpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach me at luis at moderngitartech.com. Questions, concerns, um, advice, let us know, man. We are here with open arms and open ears. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like what you listen to and what you're watching, my beautiful Mexican face, um, go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification, y'all. Because uh, you want to be notified when I'm dropping these episodes where we talk to industry professionals. Like for real ones, not like the cheapo ones that everybody else has. Like I'm talking about like grade A professionals so again hit that motherfucking like button subscribe and hit that alert click thingy thanks y'all amigos este están escuchando a nuestra nueva podcast donde hablamos con profesionales de la industry de la música <laughs> como otros técnicos músicos y un chingo de desmadre que estamos haciendo aquí pero si les gusta, subscribe, péguenle al like button. O si no les gusta, chingen su madre. Y si les gusta, a toda madre. Notifications, like y subscribe. Órale, vatos. Hasta luego.